are tuned in to Girl Let Me Tell You Podcast. I'm Miss Diva. I'm Katie. I'm Angelique. I'm T. I'm Miss Hope. I'm Selena. I'm Melissa. My name is India. So for today's episode, we are going to be talking about sex trafficking and the misconceptions, the stereotypes, the myths, and and any questions that we have regarding the topic in general. Okay. So recapping off of last week, we started off with what we know and what we want to know. So who wants to start off with some of the things that we do know about sex trafficking? Um, I'll start. Um, I know that sex trafficking affects women as young as 12, 13 years old and up. I feel that sex trafficking, like I don't want to judge those who has been involved, voluntary or involuntary, but it is like a dangerous road for young females to go down because you never know where you you can end up. You know, it's not only females, but it's also males and little boys and even adults that are pulled into this ring that they can't escape. Like, it's a big range of people that get taken. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. <laughs> I think we're younger boys, mm-hmm. but not like when you get... That's the thing with boys. They, mm-hmm. when you get to a certain age... They don't want you. Yeah. So what else? What's some other things that we know about sex trafficking? Sometimes, you know, girls, um, when they get involved in sex trafficking, um, they're afraid to leave. They're abused mentally, physically, emotionally. I believe it's this misconception that they willingly want to do this. Like, they're prostituting themselves because they like to have sex or they're a hoe or they're promiscuous when that's not the case. A lot of times they're doing this because of out of fear. Well, sometimes they do it because they want money, but it's other ways you could get money. You don't have to do that. You don't have to sell your body. So what about for the girls who they feel like that's their only way? I feel like they should seek intensive therapy because just words from regular people, I don't feel like it can help. It can benefit them. They need an inpatient, somewhere that they can stay, somewhere that they can get the treatment to learn about the life that they're choosing, to learn about what road they're going down, no matter if it's voluntary or involuntary. I feel like they should be placed in a intensive therapeutic setting so that they can get the help that they need because on the outside they're going to go back to it i'm just speaking from the voluntary perspective because involuntary you really have no choice but from the voluntary perspective if girls aren't placed in a therapeutic like intensive therapeutic setting then i feel like the majority of them are going to go back to that life because that's all they know some of these girls are broken some of them search for love some of them don't have that support at home, so that's the only thing they can turn to. So, I believe that these girls, they're just misunderstood and judged off of their character and what they do. Some of these girls just want love. Like, like they just want their pen to love them. They show them, they manipulate them, they, you know, just fill their head up with lies, and then that just gets them to love them. Mm-hmm. I feel like it always starts at home, their um, background, their family, because, you know, as we was watching videos, you see that the type of background that they came from, some of their parents went through domestic violence, 
or sometimes their parents don't give them attention it doesn't always have to be abuse like as a kid kids need attention so when a kid a child does not get attention they're not going to learn what's the right attention so any attention that they get so it could be oh he knocking me outside my head because i'm leaving oh but he's doing that because he or she loves me so i feel like you know when it comes to that a young girl or a young boy needs something stable I'm not saying everybody life is good but you know some people just need to teach kids like what's the proper love what's the right love you know stuff like that uh, I was going to say, I think that that's where, like, mentorship comes into play. Because I remember last week we was talking about how some people, parents aren't at home. So you might have a parent. They might, you know, be good people at heart. But if you're not home, I don't got to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So I could do whatever I want. And if I got a boyfriend or somebody who I think is, you know, there for me, but he's, like, a low-key pimp and he just basically, you know, prepping me to put me on the strip I'm not gonna know that because my mother or my father is at work all the time so there's certain things they should be warning me about I didn't get a chance to know that so I'm you know I have a home I have like you could crazy but people can have clothes you can have everything that you're supposed to have but like you said because they don't have that attention they go get it somewhere else and then that's how they turn into you know a bad lifestyle and then it's always the opposite where it's like I don't know what love is so this seems like love so let me go with that. I feel like parents should be more involved also because I was speaking to a staff earlier and we were just talking about this um, about the video and she was saying like how do you not know your child is out there at 13 years old doing what she's doing Mm -hmm. how do you not know where your child is or if you do why aren't you going if you do know where your child is why aren't you taking those steps to go Mm -hmm. because the police is really not going to care they're going to look just like we saw in the video he looked at her and she's looking all crazy like oh aren't you going to help me but is i don't feel like police really care about that they feel like oh these girls are in the life okay well that's what they chose to do. They don't look at it from the perspectives of really what's going on with this child. Like, what if she didn't want to be in the light? They don't look at it like that. And I feel like parents should be more involved, more hands-on. Like, just show your your child attention. This is how I see it. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, show your child attention. Not be a child's best friend, but, you know, be, be, be a, a parent. parent. Be a what, happens if, what happens in a situation where... A parent is maybe too involved to the point where they're smothering their child. Like, they're always in their child's business. Because I know people where their parents are always on top of them. And it causes them to go out and do Do wild things things because they feel like that's that's their chance to have their own freedom. And things can go wrong. It's not necessarily that their parent isn't there. I'm not saying that. Like, parents are here and there. Not everybody's going to have the best parent ever. But there are situations where a mother or a father can be too yeah, overbearing, like, too overprotective, and it can cause a child to become very sneaky, to become very like independent without wanting their child to get independent. So I feel like, yes, parent that's not there can cause this, but a parent that is also too very much. into their child's life can mm-hmm. cause a child to join the life without knowing. You should know your child. That's, well, you should I want to add something. A lot of times we keep hearing this thing about like we keep hearing that word choices and choices, and you have a choice. Um, you know, sex trafficking doesn't have a face on you know a specific face. It it affects people who have parents, single parent homes, children in foster care, everyone. 
um, as we saw, you know, in our, in the, in our the documentary we watched, uh, here it is, a child could just be merely walking to the store or to, or walking to school, and they are subjected to these pedophiles, these 30-something-year-old men who are manipulating these very young preteen and teenage women who um, don't know. You know, they like like some of the women stated, they thought it was exciting that the older guy was talking to them. So I think that sex traffic can affect anyone. Um, and like I said, whether you have a supportive home, whether you don't. And then um, the second thing I want to address is the choices thing. Like a lot of people say, oh, but you have a choice. Mm -hmm. Do you really know that? But they have a choice? Right. Clearly, if you thought somebody liked you, you know, for who you are, and they took you out on a couple of dates, and then next thing you know, they kidnapped you, because that's basically what they're doing. They force you to stay with them against your will. After a while, you become, con even if you eventually get away with them, and you've been around them for so long, they forced you to have sexual acts through violence. Mm -hmm. What happens is that when it's something that you've been, with, that you're used to, what happens is, that's all you know. So then you become conditioned to that behavior and you feel like, oh, well, I need money. I know how to get it because that's what somebody, they basically taught you in a violent way how, how to survive. They already tainted whatever, whatever innocence you have. But I just wanted to address that, like, sex trafficking can involve, can, can uh, affect anybody, you know, in a poor neighborhood, rich neighborhood, mm -hmm. women who have parents, women who don't have parents. But I would say to, to this fact, um, mentoring, in my opinion, could fill in those spots. So it's like even if you have a, a parent that, um, that works all the time and the parent in a, in a child is home all the time by themselves, going back and forth from school, look for resources in the community. Keep your child busy. You know, involve your family. You know, don't don't take it for granted that oh my my child will be okay. The school is across the street. They can just mm -hmm. go in the house by themselves. Involve them in you know um, community events where people are watching and looking out for them in a positive way. Like about the parent thing, like I still believe it starts with the parent, and I want I want to say that because of how I was raised. You know. Because, yeah, a person could be a mother and a person could be a father, but you have to know how to raise a kid, and that's where it always starts at. So, yeah, having a mentor is amazing because you get to hear from other people. But the way, you know, I was brought up, I had a father who, yeah, he told, like, he wasn't overbearing. Because at the end, they were all humans, and humans are going to do what they want to do. It's up to you if you want to listen to your parents or not. You feel what I'm trying to say? But it's always consequences. But, you know, you, somebody has to sit down and really tell you the real world. So if you're overbearing your child and you're trying to protect them, they don't see the real world, like what's really going out there, they're going to listen to anybody. And that's the problem. Like, parents are too scared. You can't be too scared to tell your child what's really going on. Mm -hmm. Because somebody else could tell you, like, oh, this is nothing. All you got to do is just do this and we get some money and everything is set when that's not even an issue. So, you know, when I was a kid, I was taught... Like, the real, you feel what I'm trying to say? Like, my dad and my mom sat me down, like, this is the life, this is what they do, this is what happens when you get involved, now it's up to you. You decide if this is your life, this is the path you want to take. And I think, like, that's that's the real issue. Like, that's something that really needs to be talked more. It's, it really starts in the home. So, the thing is, with life, period, like... Say right now, if I have a child, I'm still a person. Mm -hmm. So you like a parent. You don't. It's no rule book on being a parent. So the main thing, the reason why when I brought up being like a mentor, because 
All like be all of that is fine, but the sad part is you can have the worst parents in the world. Like it's not gonna be so for some people that will be looked at as a stranger because they're not related to you can be that person that can tell you. So it's like, of course, people could give you bad advice on the street, but it's more so talking about some people that's going to give you positive things that's going to that see you doing wrong. Or like, you know, like, it's always the people in the neighborhood. It's a boy who, like, it's the, the popular drug dealer in the neighborhood, and then it'll be the a boy who want to do what he's doing. If he sees that he knows that that's not what his life is about, the right person would be like, this is not for you. You need to, you know, go this way. Some people, you can't listen to them. They're hard-headed. They want to do that. They had to learn the hard way. But for some people, you have to let them know, like, this is not for you. And sometimes that can happen when it comes to, you know, um, being in the life, you know, as a prostitute or things like that. Like, another girl, like, just like you said, some people have to do it and then some people want to do it. So if I'm doing it because I have to, I'm not going to let a girl that thinks because she might see you like looking fly, like she see the bonus side of it, like the, what would look as a plus and not see that I just got beat up last week because I only came home with 250 instead of 400 Like those are the things that's not talked about. So I wanted to ask y'all based off the little bit that we did see from the movie based off how we started off with the icebreaker talking about what we knew and we wanted to know what did you guys learn from the beginning of the movie very young girls these girls they all over new york it was like they was right there like mm-hmm. they're right there so oh you say right there like you know could you express that a little bit more like like i live by hunts point mm-hmm. kind of by hunts point that's where the girl was prostituting at mm-hmm. and it's just sad how they minds get manipulated like that it's just really sad that they don't have nobody to tell them right this is the way and then some of the parents are like not concerned they bashing the child because this is what the role that they took but you was not there and then i saw that one of the child's parents she was um there at the court with her mm-hmm. trying to be there for her child you don't always get parents like that. What I learned from the beginning of the movie was basically that it happens a lot. It happens very frequently that these little girls get taken off the street and they're just basically manipulated by older gentlemen. And I just feel really bad for those who basically went through that lifestyle. I do like the program Gems. I'm currently in that program. They do help and do support. In that program, they do offer, like, girls so condoms anything that they need if they need to sleep there they have beds there for them to sleep there they help you work on um applications for jobs they help you with anything that you need anything that you require like they offer a lot in general and i feel like that program should be mentioned to girls more often you know because it's basically first it's educational because every night they do bring up something new that's happening in prostitution with prostitution involving prostitution and in other states and in other countries so basically, I feel like that's a really good educational group for young girls and for them to know how that lifestyle works and how horrible it can be. And not only that, the people who like to judge and just base off those type, those type of people's character, they can know that sometimes it's not even voluntarily. Some girls, they just look for love. Sometimes they're not raised in the right home. Parents don't pay attention like how y'all said. They don't give them enough attention. So I feel like it should be talked about more. It should be understood more. I think it's a conversation that people should just be more aware about because it just happens so frequently i just feel like it should be bigger than what it is right now it should be something discussed about constantly it should be laws and everything being made up about this like 
in gems when I had went on Monday they had told me that they're trying to issue a law or whatever um, somewhere in um, Washington for young girls not to get arrested whenever they get caught for prostitution so basically they were just telling me that they're gonna have a whole bunch of their mentors go up to Washington and talk to the people who's gonna be um, allowing this law to be issued Basically. Yeah, I think that um, the reason why it's not exploited mm -hmm. so much is because prostitution, like people still okay. see it as, as prostitution. Yeah. So, you know, prostitute, they just see it as a whole general one, you know, monolithic view. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the reason why they don't really see the background yeah. of it, like little kids getting um, involved the, in the it. The background should be more noticed. Like, you know where I think it comes from lack of education and that yeah. it, it, and, and that's what it is like from the from the parent level of like what T was saying it's like although I had a, a very good back always had both of my parents still to this day always or maybe always had like literally couldn't stay outside past seven o'clock had a curfew so I would tell uh, at 11 o'clock so I was 19 years old at some point, guess what? When my mom thought I was around the corner, I was in Queens. But because of the education, the foundation that I had with my parents, yeah, when I saw that older guy, they tried to beat that hole in my head. I used to be like, mm-mm, my mother already told me about you. So when, when she brought that up, I think that the education, like a piece about it is missing. Like parents need to understand how real this is out there. And then to educate people on the other side of it that this is very different from prostitution. It, it, it kind of like, the similarities kind of like look the same, but they don't understand that, you know, this is this is something that's been forced. Mm -hmm. It's not willing. It's just that after a while, like I said earlier, I, people just say, hey, this is something I just got to do. This is what my life, they give up. You know, their self-esteem goes down. They just feel like this is something, this must be my life. At that point, people are judging them. Because like, oh, how could you sell your body? But they don't know the facts. It's lack of education. I think that's a major piece for parents. There needs to be something for parents to engage with their young girls. You know, so that way they can understand from their point of view what they go through going to school or hanging out with their friends, what their reality is. So that way that the parents can better help them. And then they can also explain to parents what they face every single day. I think it was Angelique who was saying earlier, even in court, even the legal system, this young girl has been exploited. You know, she was taken against her will. She went missing through no fault of the moms. The mom was there in court supporting her child and all and all the, uh, the prosecutor was doing was looking for reasons to throw her in jail, trying to say she was a prostitute, to drug test her, all these things. She was a little girl in court crying with her facing her hands because she's already been victimized and then yet yet our laws do not protect her and are trying to um, and trying to treat her like a criminal so something's um, wrong with that india yeah. what did you take from the beginning part of the movie <coughs> that guys is really dogs like to be that low to shoot and take little girls and they can't get their asses up and get a job so they have to abuse and mistreat these women i just can't speak no more but i wanted i wanted to ask you because you said that and this is not at all trying to I'm not. I don't want to say that we want to see their side, but you know, we we going back to to parents. So, like, 
does it matter the background that these guys came from? Because, like, do we want to know, like, like what could have possibly came into their head or what could they have went through that they would actually want to be like, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to be 30-something. Well, not even that. Even no matter how old you are, but you're dealing with girls that's, like, 10 years, 15 years younger than you and making them go out and sell their body for themselves, like... Are we thinking that it's something wrong with them? Yes, it is something wrong with them. And then they let them go to the courthouse and just get dismissed. Those was the Johns. Those are the guys. I'm talking about the pimps, the actual pimps who's like... um, So what's the Johns? That's the customers. Like the the guys that pay for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the issue is people don't really bring up pedophilia when it comes to... You know, sex like trafficking. that's disgusting. Right, this like girls, right. how much this girl could probably possibly be a daughter's mm-hmm. age. Most of them are. Like that word, I so never heard that word come up when we when like people talk about sex trafficking. I don't hear pedophilia. Pedophilia come up, and that's crazy. Like people don't really take that. Probably because like in other countries, you know, like right. especially like even back in the days, like people used to get that was fourteen. You was getting married, and it's just like certain cultures things are just different so like now they trying to change certain things but they aren't really doing that just like last time like obviously like gems is a good program but just to pump up girl val the beauty of girl val is that we work with all girls like we have girls that come from everything so we have had we want to say sadly because we don't want our girls to go through that but we've had had girls that have been through the life you never know if one of the mentors might have been in the life you know what i'm saying because we all have done certain things and that's the reason why we all came on board because it's many things that we all have been through that a lot of the girls might have went through so that's the reason why and then like even that our founder Dawn, you know, she's went through a lot of things and now she's a freaking professor at two colleges. And, with two right, with two masters and started this program only two years ago and it's like, you know, doing so big. So I think that that's the beauty of it because, you know, obviously it's good to focus on one thing, but it's like we don't want to have the door closed where it's like, oh, oh, you're not in forced care. You can't do that. Oh, you've never been in juvenile system. Oh, you can't be. Oh, you wasn't oppressed. Oh, you can't be. No, it's whatever. Okay. You, you could have a whole family. You could, your mother could love you, take you shopping every day, but she might not listen to you when you want to talk about boys. Or you might have, you might have a house full of brothers, and you can't talk to nobody. Or you might just feel like you can't talk. Like when I was younger, I just I I don't like even right now. I had to cut my family off for about like two three weeks. I was like, no, we need a timeout because we're not going to do this. They thought it was ninety five again, and I was like, no, we are not doing this. So sometimes you just need a break from your family. You need to have that second family where you, you could go to, go to and feel yeah, feel like you could be yourself and feel like you have a safe space where it's like they're not gonna judge me they're not gonna feel like you know put me down for what i went through because i feel like with anything in life like it's a lot of things that we were talking about certain things earlier like you know i don't tell everybody certain things so it's like certain stuff you don't want to talk about because you don't know how other people might look at you because i might look at you one way and you tell me something and i start looking at you a different way but that's the whole Objective. So I just wanted to ask y'all, like, based on what we were talking about, like, how do y'all feel about mentoring? Because, you know, obviously, we are away from home. <laughs> so how do you guys feel about, you know, having, they would say, like, an advocate that's there for you? And, like, how has that helped you so far, like, since we've met you? I had a mentor before, but I really wasn't committed because 
I was going through some trying times mm -hmm. throughout the last year, but I feel like I really want to make this work because, like you had said, like that just hit me. Like, like I have that parent that takes me shopping all the time, that will do anything for me, and just don't listen to me. Mm -hmm. Just don't listen to me. Like, and that's why we have the arguments that we have because. I don't care about you buying me this or Angie. Let's go to the mall, all every week. Like I don't want that. I told her one time, like you cannot buy my love. Like I don't want you to buy my yeah, love. Friend. I just want you to just sit and just listen to me, and you don't do it. And I be like, how is it that every time I go away from home and I meet different people, I can actually sit and connect with them, and they can actually talk to me, have a conversation with me. But anything that I say, you may interpret it the wrong way or you may feel some type of way about it or it's just you don't understand because mm -hmm. we in two, we grew up in two totally different eras. Mm -hmm. Now I really like, like that you said that, like I'm really trying to, I really want to take a second chance with this program because it be days that I be needing somebody to talk to and it's just like my mom is not the one that I want to go to all the time because right. we do have our miscommunications and that's when arguments and heated fights right start to get in the way like I don't I just want to avoid all of that so so you know a part of it is working on a relationship with your mother so mm -hmm. basically like well no you you have brothers or it's just you I have three sisters and one brother you the baby no the middle okay uh -huh. hey, you know the baby's name mother middle child little sayings but I'm my only child but technically like for my father I would be considered the middle child so it's like certain things like that could happen with that but but I don't even you know how they say some stuff about the middle child mm -hmm. like oh I'm my mom's child with the most needs right but this I'm is I'm being serious it's not even <laughs> funny like my mom I'm not saying that mm -hmm. she favors me from any of her other kids but I see it mm -hmm. and so many other people mm -hmm. from the outside see that she favors me mm -hmm. she favors me I don't know why but it could be her way of trying to Get connect to with you but the yeah, thing is it's not what I like wanted to say because I was talking about earlier remember when I was saying that when you become a parent you're still a person so sometimes, because at the end of the day, obviously you're getting older, but as you get older, then you start to realize, so you got to start having them conversations with your mother too and ask your mother, like, mommy, what you been through? What was your childhood like? What was your mother like? Like, what was grandma like? What was grandpa like? You have to ask her these questions because you might, but then it's going to give you an understanding so you can understand how, why she's like that, and then y'all can build y'all bond. Because if, like right now, like me and my father, we started back speaking, but two years back if our relationship was how it was and then I had a kid you wouldn't even have a grandfather baby like you that it would have been a dub like it, it, and that's just how it would have been and that's not okay because my grandfather's actually gone so I wouldn't want that for my child but when we young we look at our parents like what are y'all talking about and they look at us like what are you talking about but it's because we're not understanding each other as a person not as mommy, not as daughter. You got to get to know her as a person, understand what she went through so you can understand. Because the reason why, that's the reason why she's doing it. Oh, let me get her this because she don't know how to connect with you. And it's probably because when you try to talk to her, y'all clashing Clash heads. Automatic. But it's the reason why y'all clashing heads, but you don't know why. It was a point where I couldn't tell my mother nothing. She used to read my books and then yeah. recite it back to me like a, like a script. And I'm like... That sounds familiar. I'm like, oh, she done read my journal. Yeah, that's what happened oh, to I didn't, me one I didn't, time. And I, I didn't want to talk to her. Now, whole story. Since she getting everything, the whole thing. Mm. And she be sitting there. I could tell she want to get mommy on me. And then she realized. I'd be like, yeah, hold that tongue. Because mm. just, just listen. But that takes time. Yeah, because she was like, I even asked her this weekend, like, Ma, like, 
I was just saying a joke, because my grandmother is totally different from all of her kids. Like, all of her kids are nasty. They're not nasty, but they just got their ways. My mom got her ways. My aunts, they all got their ways. My Uncle Mike, all of them got their ways. So, I'm like... Don't be throwing names down. I'm like, Ma... I'm like, Ma, why none of y'all like Grandma? Like, Grandma is the sweetest lady on earth. Like, what happened to y'all? I was like, what about your father? Because I never met her father. So I'm like, what about your father? And she was just like, mm. So it's like she probably didn't get the affection from him. And I like I take bits and pieces from everybody's story. So my uncle, he loved his father, but it was just like they used to, I think they used to get abused. But that's the thing. It's things that's going to go over time. Nothing's going to come out because just like as... You when you get older, you don't have everybody doesn't want to talk about everything. Yeah, so with certain things, you're things. not gonna want to say. Yeah, I I went exactly through the same thing which I went through. See, my mom never raised me, and so when I was a kid, I used to be really angry with her, and I never hated my mom, but I just didn't like her. You know, when I was a kid, because I'm like, you're supposed to be my mom. You're supposed to raise me, because if my father, my father can't teach me how to be a woman, so thank God I had like seven aunts to teach me. Mm-hmm. But what Diva's saying is right. I couldn't understand my mom as a mother. I had to really, like, as I got older, I think now I'm really starting to understand my mom as a person and understanding why she, I don't want to say why she can't be a mom, but why it was hard for her to be a mother, you know? And once I sat back and understand her and I explained, like, yo, your mother wasn't a mother. Your mother was out here you know, prostituting, doing whatever on drugs and how you have to raise yourself when you was 10 years old. So if you 10 years old and you don't, your mother never raised you, how are you going to know how to be a mom? So, you know, y'all just have to find, like she said, like that common ground, like, okay, mom, what did you go through? But your mom has to also be ready to open up. You know what I'm trying to say? It took my mom 30-something years to open up to me, and it took me 20-something years to open up to my mom. So it's like our relationship is getting better because we used to argue. We used to do fist fights. We used to, like, and, you know, she used to try to be my friend, and I used to get mad. She'd be like, you can't be my friend, and I'm not going to listen to you because you wasn't in my life. Mm-hmm. But once you really figure out her as a person and, to, and why she is the way she is, and once y'all find that common ground, the relationship is going to be better. It's, it's going to get greater. I wanted to... um. Only because, because Selena was talking, but Selena is usually the most outspoken. I wanted you, I wanted to ask you a question because from the first time we met you, you was always open with the program, and you told us some of the things that you went through. But I feel like you're very strong, and I wanted to know basically from the first time you met us, like why were you so open to the program, and based off the things that you have been through, like how do you find the strength to still be like your positive self you out here acting and even tell me you know all the things that you do just basically just tell us like you know because a lot of girls when we first meet them they aren't they aren't um open to girl vows so i wanted to know from the first time you met us like why were you so open and how has girl vow being in your life helped you well the reason why i'm so open is just that i'm just me as myself i'm just an open person i like to be
course it was voluntary. Somebody had mentioned it to me. And basically, I was like, okay, I like sex, so might as well try it. So I liked it for like a good like, couple months. Um, I kept on getting arrested, not for that reason, but for other irrelevant things. And every time I came out, I just keep on doing it, keep on doing it, running away from my placements, keep doing it. Last time I did it before I came here, it was just very tiring. And I just see myself changing my body, me, how I act, like things I would do, like just walking outside in the middle of the night, not caring, talking to any person on the street, mm-hmm. just trying to get stay, trying to find somebody or somewhere to stay. And I mean, like it really wasn't a good experience for me. Um, I did end up getting locked up another time for hopping a cab, and then it just, I just came here. All the other placements, I didn't fully go through. With. This placement is the only placement I ever actually fully went through with. So, just talking to the staff members, talking about my past, being through what I had been through, I had received some help, which is gems, and then of course, like the mentoring groups that come here, like True Life, and you guys, you know. All of your support just made me think differently of what I used to do. Um, me going to Jalego every Monday. Um, I talk to them, and I just feel like it's it really does help me. I feel like I have been I have become like I've become a better person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do still struggle with it. Like when I go home, I just have the feeling that need like I have to do it. But I mean, after talking to all these people, whatever, and knowing what I have coming for my future and how I want to just change everything, I just think differently on all those things like my, I was supposed to have my orientation today since the snow was cancelled I'll be going on Monday but I s- still just remain in positive vibes just try I think that God just thinks that it's not the right time for me so the little delay I got upset about but I just need to overcome it and just try to understand and just know that it's still coming for me they rescheduled it I'm still going to job course so there's not really nothing to worry about I'm trying to be a better person Getting good grades, continuing to go to school, just doing what I need to do to be me. Okay. That's the power of having mentors, you know? Mm -hmm. Not just, you know, one program, but everybody. Because we're showing you that you have choices, like with, you know, Hope was saying. Mm -hmm. There's always choices, but you have to know other outlets. You know, it's not, you don't always have to stick to one choice, you know? But somebody has to open your eyes and show you, you know, that there's other things you can do. And, you know, you're, like, proving it right now, so, you know. And Zia, you got anything you want to say? No, I don't have anything to say though. So what you think about Girl Val? Girl Val is good. You guys should keep this up for girls like us and girls period. Girl Val. Yes. (laughs) That was a campaign for girls for girls period. Girl Val. I like that. Do you guys feel like the, the education that we provide to you, you know, just with you know, just with sex trafficking, just different topics. Does that help with your everyday life experience? Yes, because now I think twice okay. about everything. We we I think there needs to be a piece for these so called pimps because something I think there's some therapy that's needed for them. It, it's some underlying issues why they feel like it's okay to um I can't think of the word right now too like um lust lust to like pray so on abu- it. yeah abuse. Or take basically take advantage of. I remember a long time ago, my mother used to call them chicken hawks. Mm. She used to be like older men that you know that pray after you. There's something wrong. Mm. Something developmentally is not right, mm. right there. If you looking at somebody younger than you, like what could they give you? What could they possibly give you? And and not only that, and not only that, 
you know, I think it's a misconception of the way a pimp looks because as you can see in the documentaries man. that we see, they a regular yeah. dude walking around yeah. with his jeans, regular or whatever. And you're not going to think he's trying to solicit you. You're going to think he like yeah. you. He want to be your boyfriend. And then he busts you upside your head. Yeah, like the, like the, the first girl who told the story. She They was following her. We was talking about that. They was following her in the car. And then you speaking to guys who's following you. But, you know, I feel like the things that we said, like, we know it's girls who... Like, I feel like anything in life, like, if you want to, it's certain people who make those choices. But... You like they have they know what comes with making that choice. That's why you know we was talking about it last week. You know in Vegas it is legal, and if people who wants to do that, but even the people that go there, it's a, still a mental thing because it's different guys. It's not it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you're of age, and if it's something that you do want to do, that's a personal choice and something you have to make. You know on your own. But as far as with it, you know what the documentary is based on and what's happening girls are starting from 13 years old Mm -hmm. and at 13 no matter how mature you think you are no matter how developed you are you're still a child period or not you you know you're still a child hormones is just starting to come just figuring your body out that's not the time to be you know out there getting abused and it happens but the objective is to eventually you know try to get it down because we're only here and the crazy part is that this is going on all around the world with grown women so in with young women so it's it's just crazy but just to brighten it up we can close out with our name and something positive like basically like yeah something positive that we want like a goal that we would want like for ourselves for the year so i'll start off to give you guys an example so this is miss diva closing out and for 2018 i want to be successful I'm just hoping I'm closing out, and my goal is more for awareness for parents to have more mm. awareness, parents and families to have more awareness for our, our girls. I'm very, very concerned about our vulnerable youth because that's exactly what they are, and people taking advantage of them, and that is really close to home, home for me. Right. I really want people to be educated and look out for our youth. And that ties into success, because we're going to be successful <laughs> awareness. My name is Angelique, and my goal for 2018 is to find a manager for me to like do modeling okay. and acting. Okay. Because I'm going to be rich. I Wealthy. Wealthy. I'm going to be very wealthy. So, um, my name is Tianda, and a goal I have for 2018, you know, I just went back to school, so first semester I did well. But next semester, I'm trying to do great. I'm trying to make that dean's list. Okay. Right. So, Heard the full point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very just. My name is Selena Brown. I'm closing out, and my goal for 2018 is to achieve become a better person. My name is India. I'm checking out, and my goal for 2018 is to be successful like Miss Diva. Okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Baby girl. My name is Alyssa, and my goal for 2018 is to... I got a lot of goals. Yeah. I got... My first goal is to get into the master's program at my school. Yes. Yes. The yes. second yes. one yes. is just to be a happier person. Like, I'm happy, but, like, happier. happier. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. everybody. Can never be too happy. Yeah. 
Because it's, you know, like, there's some people you see and they're like, oh, hi. And then you see other people and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I want to be like that with everybody. So I got to change something within myself to be like that with everyone, I guess. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how that works, but we're going to figure it out this year. <laughs> All right, so my name is Katie. I'm closing out, and my goal for 2018 is to be more understanding. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to Girl, Let Me Tell You. Tell you.